welcome back to the Being Back Pod. Happy Women's History Month. Today we are welcoming Sarah Adewumi. Sarah is a proud alumna of the University of Maryland Eastern Shore, where she obtained her Bachelor of Science degree in Aviation Science while serving as a 51st Miss University of Maryland Eastern Shore. She's currently pursuing her Master's in Information Systems at the Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland College Park, and she is also the founder of NextGen in STEM, whose goal is to empower and promote the education of the next generation of leaders in STEM, which is literally so cool, and I'm so excited to be talking to Sarah today, but before we get into our conversation, conversation. I want to update the listeners on things that they should know. Um, So first thing, we are going to be going back to bi-weekly episodes. I think I was a little bit too ambitious trying to do weekly. Um, And my main goal for this year is just to stay consistent. So I think it'll be better for me to try and um, commit myself to releasing bi-weekly episodes. So the next episode that you guys will hear after this one will be in two weeks, still Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The second thing is I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on whichever streaming platform of your choice and also to rate the podcast that really helps us get discovered by other people. And I want people to have access to these, you know, conversations. And lastly, to follow at the Being Black Pod on Instagram to actually keep up to date on the guests and the episodes and when those will be released. Um, But back to Sarah, I've actually been following her for a minute now. And literally when we signed on to the call, um, Sarah consistently puts out really, really, really good content. Every single time that she posts, like it's a banger every single time. So to be able to actually like meet her and, you know, see her personality is like super cool for me. And I'm very excited um, to get to know you. Um, But to give myself and the listeners a point of reference, you know, where you're coming from, I'm going to ask you those five initial questions that I sent you before. So without further ado, what does being Black mean to you? Being Black means to me just being unapologetically yourself. For me, uh, growing up, I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and so that was a very predominantly white area. And so being Black to me is just being myself and being unapologetic about it. And that's kind of how I've carried myself throughout my entire life since moving away, since going to college and graduating and now living my life as an adult. Like That's literally the definition of being Black, is being you, being your most beautiful, your most confident self. It's perfect. Um, And when did you first find out that you are Black? Was there like a point, you mentioned that, you know, you grew up in a family white area. Was there a point that you were like, "Mm, okay, I'm a little bit different than other people? I was always very aware of it. Being in a predominantly white area, I think that it was very stark, the stark contrast. Like I know that myself, my siblings, my family were very different from the people that lived by us, that we went to school with, that we did like our basic life activities with. And so it was something that I was always very aware of. I didn't start to realize a little bit more about that I got treated differently because I was black until probably much later on, probably around close to the end of elementary school. Okay. Um, So growing up in the area that you did, did you see any changes as you went to an HBCU for college? Like what was like that kind of, how was that experience going from a predominantly white area to a predominantly black area? Honestly, I loved it. Really going to an HBCU was the best thing that I could have done for myself, honestly, because it really showed me that, you know, black people can be so multifaceted and can dominate in so many different areas. And it really took going to my HBCU to realize that and realize that we all bring something different and all something amazing to the table. And if we just 
you know, cultivate that within ourselves, we can continue to be, bring our best selves to the everyday world. And that's something that I think HBCUs really capitalize on. And so that's why I'm super proud to be an alum of an HBCU. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that because I'm very, very curious um, to learn more about your experience. But the last question is, do you have any advice for your younger self? Ooh, um, I would say go for it. You know, like there's always that common saying that's, you know, you missed 100% of the shots that you don't take. True. So just take those shots, you know. Don't be afraid of, you know, the no's. You know, you may see some no's, but just go for it and you'll be so, like, surprised by what actually happens from that. I like that. I need to take that advice now. Scaring myself out of opportunities when, like, I shouldn't. I should just do yeah. it and hope for the best, you know. Um, but I do definitely want to talk about your experience at University of Maryland Eastern Shore. So talk me through kind of, did you always know that you want to go to HBCU? Did like when you applied to other schools, did you also apply to other HBCUs? Or you applied to like PWIs? Talk about that and kind of how you ended up where you did. I didn't know that I was going to go to an HBCU. I actually one of my, well, two of my older sisters actually both went to different HBCUs and seen uh, one of my older sisters, Rebecca, she went to Jackson State University uh, uh, for her undergrad degree. And so seeing her experience and how she loved it, I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I want to do. So right. uh, going into my junior, senior year, when it was time for me to start looking at colleges, it was actually my major aviation management and aviation sciences that I ended up going into and it was because I had seen that it was at this specific school UMES that I decided to attend that school coupled along with like some athletics things as well um, and so I had applied to some other HBCs I applied to some PWIs and so uh, basically it just came down to like the athletic programs um, who was offering what and then the major that I wanted to major in and so I ended up going with UMES and it was actually a good decision for me so I'm, I'm happy about that. So you actually always knew that you wanted to go into aviation science? Yes. Well, since around high school, there was something that I definitely wanted to go into. Um, I knew that I wanted to be in STEM from a young age. I didn't know what I wanted to do, okay. uh, but I was like, yeah, I want to do STEM. I didn't want to be a developer, a software engineer, or anything like that. Um, but then going into around junior, senior year, my dad was like, what about aviation? And I was like, what is that? Yeah. So I looked into it. <laughs> I looked into and I was like, okay, this seems kind of cool. So I was like reaching out to people who were working in like the aviation management field. Like, what is, what do you do on the day to day like basis? Right. And I was like, okay, I think this is something that I really want to do. It was kind of a leap of faith because I wasn't like for sure, like, I don't know if I'm going to love it. I didn't take any classes with it. But then once going to my school, the people in that program, the professors, they were amazing. And so it was a really good decision that was made. Awesome. So for the listeners, and honestly, myself too. Um, could you talk a little about what aviation science actually is? Um, I guess like you can talk more about like the curriculums that you had to actually take and then how you're applying that to um, any internships that you had. Cause I know that you worked at a super cool organization. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk a little about what aviation science is. Yeah, so aviation, uh, it has everything to do with like airplanes, aerospace, even like airline management. So my concentration was in management. And then there are other people in the programs whose concentration was more towards, towards like pilotry or even uh, aviation like 
aerospace engineering. And so there are several different concentrations that you can go into. Um, I knew that I wanted to kind of really delve more into the business aspects. You know, I think that that was kind of more so where my strengths lay. Um, and I also knew I did not want to be a pilot. So people always ask me like, why don't you, why are you with this program? You don't want to be a pilot. And I'm like, I have no interest in flying as a pilot. I have flown before with like an instructor, but like I prefer I preferred to be like in the back seat, just chilling, you know, because it was like, it's just like too high stress for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just don't trust myself to do that. But, you know, management is something that I found that I really love. So originally, you know, I wanted to actually go into airline management or maybe airport management, something like that, and just kind of, you know, running airports, running airlines. But then I found myself uh, freshman year of college interning for NASA. And so uh, that is such a flex, by the way, that is such a flex, (laughs) like that sentence by itself is such a flex. Anyway, sorry, keep going. And so um, once I got there, my very first internship is more so on the business side. So uh, more like mission support, things like that. And then I started moving more into communications. I found like sophomore, junior year. And so uh, those internships, were all about like episodes for like uh, PBS, VPN, um, the Home Educators of Virginia, doing like episodes like that, science communications. And I found that was something that I really loved. And so I kind of started tapping into that as well, like even on the side. And so after that, I kind of knew like, okay, I think I want to stay more so on the aerospace side um, rather than like airport airline management. So that is how I ended up just continuing to intern and intern for NASA primarily throughout my undergraduate degree. And then now I do still work uh, for NASA. I was converted as like a full-time civil servant. So I am still working while going to school, but you know, um, that's just pretty much how I ended up on the aerospace side of things. That is so cool. Like so cool. I think that was, I forget what you, I think you had like recently changed your profile picture because I remember I had followed you and then you like changed it and then I like went on your page and was like saw NASA and I was like hold hold on <laughs> time out <laughs> who is this girl but that is so cool thank you <laughs> you should be really proud of yourself that's that's really wild um but you touched a little bit on you're in grad school now so you are going to be of course working while you're in school Um, But could you talk about your experience in graduate school? Why did you decide to go back um, and how you feel that your the degree that you're going to get is going to help you um, pursue what you're trying to? Yes. So uh, I went back because I knew that I just kind of wanted to further my education and get some different experience. So my undergraduate degree wasn't highly technical. I was more so on the aviation side of things. But then, you know, once uh, getting to like my junior year of college, I realized that like kind of more so what I wanted to do within, you know, I thought I wanted to be a project manager. So this is what I wanted to do a junior year. Then I had this internship with an amazing, amazing mentor. And she was like, I don't think you want to be a project manager for the rest of your life. And she like, this is probably the story of my life where like, I have these like boundaries or expectations I set for myself, but it's not as high as it could possibly be. And I feel like it takes a lot of other people like believing in me and saying like, no, you can do way better than that 
and that in order for me to believe myself. And so I'm always like super grateful for all the people in my life and my mentors who are continuously just pushing me to go beyond and like push my limits, push my boundaries and see what you really can do. And so once I realized like, oh, okay, you know, I can actually go beyond that, like higher up in management and like things like that. So that was when I was like, you know what, let me just get a little bit more technical training. Now, I mentioned to you that I did not want to be a software developer or engineer or anything like that. Like, that was one thing that I knew I did not want to do. But it was so funny because I ended up getting my master's and pursuing my master's in information systems, which is right. highly technical. And so uh, <laughs> I found myself uh, really getting to know, like, more computer coding languages. So Python, R, things like that. And so it's something that... Uh, it was kind of like a baptism by fire because, you know, I wasn't a computer science undergraduate major and a lot of uh, my classmates were. And right. so something I really had to get used to and try to just immerse myself in it. And I ended up actually loving Python. Um, it was this specific professor that made me just absolutely love it. And I think that's also, again, the story of my life, really people that are just pouring into me that allow me to just continue to believe in myself and to continue to push boundaries. I know that's right. Wow. <laughs> I actually, you mentioned Python. So I work in the pharmaceutical industry. So I was a chemical engineer in undergrad and now I work at a pharma company. Um, and I started during the pandemic. Like I, I, I don't even want to say the height because mm-hmm. whatever, but I started in um, July of 2020. And um, there was like a lot of downtime because that was kind of like the initial portion. Everybody was at home. Really nobody was coming in, but my job and my team's job is very lab-based. So like some people would come in like occasionally, um, but basically there was such like a large lull and there was this problem of my team that there needed to be some sort of application for it. So I was like, okay, like I've never done anything with coding at all. Like that, that wasn't in my curriculum. A lot of chemies apparently have coding classes. I was like, my school did not have that. Um, so I taught myself how to um, write in Python. And like, that was like super hard yeah it was super hard because I was like I there's like a certain way that you have to think about things and I just wasn't it didn't click initially I think now looking back on it because there's someone that just started that's interested in learning Python and like when he asked me questions and I can just like answer them I'm like where did that come from like I actually retained something that's crazy um so definitely a lot of you know room for improvement but that's super cool that you you know were able to learn Python. And even if you didn't initially, you initially weren't interested in like all that stuff, like now it's a skill that you have. So that's super cool. Um, And you're liking graduate school? Yes, I'm loving it. And I have to say like teaching yourself Python, that's even more impressive because I could never, (laughs) let me tell you, wow, that's impressive. It was a lot of Googling. Uh, What's a stack overflow? Um, Like Mm -hmm. literally I would like Google, I was like, what does like what does glob do what is what is matplotlib what does this do um and my company like they apparently had before I started like no like like Khan Academy type like videos and stuff like that but then they had like just stopped their subscription to it so I was like what I figured it out though and it's fine um but I'm happy that you're really liking graduate school and I want to segue a little bit so in all the things that you've been doing why did you start um your organization next gen in STEM. How did that start? Where did that come about? And quite frankly, how do you have time to do it all? 
Yes, so um, that pretty much started also like towards the end of my undergraduate experience, you know, like all these people that were pouring into me and believing me and I was like, I would not be where I am today without these people. And it's very important for me to continue to do that for somebody else, for some other people. And so that's why I kind of started Next Gen in STEM, especially for women in the STEM and in the tech industries. We're very still underrepresented. And it really, from my experience with NASA, with other companies, and really just like moving further along in my career, it was really women that took a chance on me, that saw something in me that really helped me to get to where I am today. So I thought that it was extremely important for me to, as I climb, to start pulling other people along behind me. So like to make sure that we're continuing, you know, this cohort, this amazing thing that we're doing, and eventually we'll see more women, and especially Black women within the STEM industry. So is there anything that the listeners and I, how can we actually get involved? How can we help you with this initiative? Yeah, it's like anybody you know, you can like have them reach out to me. We primarily do like a lot of speaking engagements with other organizations. Um, internationally you know we just did uh, some things with some girls in Poland who are in high school you know trying to maybe go overseas to do some of like their academics as well so just really just reaching out seeing like you know if you see someone that's you know a woman in STEM or is interested in going into the STEM industry or a STEM major career field um, they can reach out to me and I can put them in connection with someone we have a lot of mentors uh, that are on board as well that mentor other young women. So it's something that I'm super passionate about and I hope that it'll continue to help other young girls and young boys as well that are interested in joining the industry. And do you have, I feel like you're probably asked this a lot, but do you have advice for those young boys and girls, especially black boys and girls that are interested in doing STEM? Um, what, like, what would you say to them? I would say to go for it, don't give up, you know, for me going into it, like I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know that I was really going to become this person in STEM or like doing these things, but, you know, I just didn't give up and like continue to believe in yourself. And that's the most important thing that you can do. The worst thing that you can do is give up. And that's someone, something that someone said to me actually recently last year, you know, when I was trying to learn Python, like, you know, the worst thing that you could do is give up, keep trying, keep practicing, believe in yourself, find a group of people that are like-minded that want to do the same thing as you and just continue to foster that within yourself. And I promise you'll go so far. Awesome. And something that I think is very important because um, I also talk about being a black woman in STEM, mainly on my TikTok now, um, but I feel like when you have these content creators and you have mentors and, you know, these figures um, that are doing amazing things, you know, like they see, oh my gosh, you know, Sarah's at NASA, like Camille's in pharma, like all these things. Was there ever a point during your journey that you were like, uh, am I going to be able to finish this? Am I going to be able to do X, Y, Z? Because I mean, I took a lot out of me um, to talk about it to people, but I actually failed a class in undergrad and that was like a kick in the face. <laughs> And I was like, oh my goodness, am I going to graduate on time? What's going on? And a lot of my friends that I actually was in school with didn't even know because I literally didn't tell anybody about it. I was so ashamed. Um, and that's like a separate thing because I had a very unhealthy relationship with my grades. Um, but I like to highlight 
not necessarily like failures, but basically how people have been resilient throughout their journey. And I think communicating that success is not a straight line all the time and it doesn't have to be. So was there ever any point throughout your journey that you were like, uh, like either this didn't go, you know, as I planned and then I was sad for a little bit and I bounced back or again, one of your mentors were talking to you. Um, yeah. Yes, for sure. Like in full transparency, like you're absolutely right. Like, you know, it's not a straight line, you know, going up, you go up, you go down, like you've hit some really low lows. And so I think also recently last semester, I can talk and joke about it now, but last semester I was struggling. Like when I told you that that person, that was, that was literally my professor. Like I was in his office hours every single, almost every single office hour. And like, he was like, the worst thing you can do is give up. Um, going into, we didn't really have necessarily midterms um, in our program, but like towards like the middle of the semester, we had like one large, you know, kind of like middle, middle point exam. And I pretty much failed it. I think it was like a 40%. It was a fail. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like looking back, like, you know, I can joke now, but like during that time, I was like, I think I'm going to have to like drop out of this program like literally like I was like I'm probably gonna have to drop out I don't think coding is for me um this just isn't for me I made a mistake it's okay you know things happen in life yeah but he was like you know the worst thing you can do is to give up and like I don't want to tear up right now but like literally like I just kept on going with it and like that's like one of the most important things like to continue to like just try like just continue going and going and like literally by the end of the semester like i push like I was in every single office hour and like now I'm pretty decent you know at Python and um being able to overcome that and go through that because I was literally like looking up other programs during that time like what I could go into like in order to like do certain things like it was really really bad and so just maintaining that full transparency like you know it's not a full line like you may end up like you may end up dropping out you may end up you know uh failing multiple classes you may end up you know like not doing what you thought that you were going to do but that's okay you know because in the end it'll put you on the line like to where you are supposed to be and that's something that's really no I really appreciate you sharing that because again um I like I started content creating and everyone was DMing me like oh my gosh you're such an inspiration but at all this stuff and I was like I like I don't have everything together like again I because especially the class that I failed I failed orgo too and I needed that class to graduate um Mm -hmm. and like my school was small enough that they didn't offer I know bigger schools like you can take like orgo one second semester be just because like there's a lot of kids that have to take it you know that's not necessarily in order um but I failed it my junior second semester so I had to take it my senior year second semester it was like if you don't pass this like you will not graduate on time um but like talk I think talking about again it's not a failure because I I only think failing is when you legitimately give up like you said so like but you know bumps in the road you know you got here and you still are a black woman that works at NASA and nobody can take that away from you um but again I just think it's important to to be able to highlight those things that everything isn't as perfect as it seems so again I really appreciate you um telling us that so thank you Um, But to wrap up the episode, I have a this or that. Um, Basically, I'm going to ask you five questions and you just say whatever comes to mind. (laughs) You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. The moon or the stars? The moon. Fashion content or lifestyle content? Fashion. Instagram or TikTok? Ooh. (laughs) 
Instagram. I'm the same. Um, heels or sneakers? Heels. Sweatsuits or dresses? Now, sweatsuits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was expecting you to say dresses. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, no, but thank you again for taking the time to talk with me and be on the episode. Um, for the listeners, I will be putting all of Sarah's social media in the description box, as well as information about the Next Gen and STEM initiative too. Um, again, we will be releasing bi-weekly episodes, so be um, back in two weeks from now. And again, Sarah, I really, really appreciate it. I This is like cool. Seeing people on the internet and then actually being able to talk to them is like, wow. <laughs> so before I get weird about it we're gonna stop the episode <laughs> but I will see you guys next time bye